You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Andrew Hovecamp. Why are you starting this off like we're about to talk about a murder uh, for an hour I and gave a, a moment of, of a silence for podcast. Dumbledore. I gave a moment of silence ju- for Dumbledore. You, oh, God. You know what the best moment <laughs> of silence is? Michael died today. When no one <laughs> understands why someone's not talking. Michael Gambon died today, and I, I wanted Good to give a moment of God. silence. So I'm done with you. Kevin's here, How's too. it going, guys? <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, I'm happy to be here, too. <laughs> so, Hofkamp's not the only one that didn't respect Michael Gambon. Is that what we're trying to say here? Uh, I'm the one that told everyone about it in the most respectful way. So... I don't think you did. <laughs> While it was funny, it was not respectful. <laughs> I mean, once you think of the joke, though, you're not going to not break the news that way. And do you want to say the joke? I, I did a meme thing where I said roses are red. Michael Gambon has expired and then put the picture of Harry Potter. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> I, I, I think it I, was I, perfect. It was a very funny joke, yes. Um, I appreciated it. I screenshotted it and sent it to Lauren. Um, <laughs> Who probably I did, uh, I does not like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed at it. So <laughs> Tonight I'm drinking some bourbon, too. Um, I'm drinking Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It's 120 proof. Batch C921. It's 12 years old uh, without chill filtration, so it's not skunked. Um, it is good. Uh, it is it is one of those bottles that people look for, and uh, you know it's one of those things that, that that'll be posted on Facebook. Hey, this place has uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It's not as good as that should dictate, in my opinion. It's it's good. It's very good. But and even for the price, it's like 50 bucks. But to to go out of your way to go get it. it it's, it seems fine, right? It's, it's nothing. What's the crazy. what's the batch what's the batch number on it? C nine twenty one, which apparently the C okay. stands for like, um, the the Rick House or something like that. I, I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but people look for uh, batches with an A on it, I believe, which is the more sought after one. I don't know. It's 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 a whole thing that I don't really understand very much of. I also don't understand it very much. Um, I have that same batch, I think, in a couple different bottles. Um, there is another one that has recently come out that people say is incredible. And I thought I took a screenshot of it, but I can't find it um, that I've been trying to look for when I when I see it. But, yeah, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare to find. Kevin, what are you drinking? Um, I, don't, I don't know how to do this, so I'm just going to do it the way I think it's intended. I'm drinking 1924 fucking straight bourbon whiskey. Maybe you'll read that differently. Um, it says 1924 FKNG <laughs> straight bourbon whiskey. Um, FKNG apparently stands for Four Kings, Not Gods. Um, but. They're definitely trying to make it look like it says four because spell, it says spell four. Res- F-O-R. Okay. Four kings, not gods. F K N G. That's that's what I thought. Um, but on the four, back it says it could be it could be literally the number four kings. That was it, it that 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 they could have done that. They didn't. They they <laughs> F K N G. Uh, the back the back says unapologetic and authentic resist being average be f-ing extraordinary fkng extraordinary so i think they're leaning into it a bit and i think it's marketing um if it stands but, for four uh, kings it definitely you should definitely say four king four kings every time you come across the, the letters four kings is it a bourbon forking good bourbon <laughs> Um, it's a limited edition, five-year-old, 88-proof small batch. 
from and uh it it was it was fifty three dollars um and it's you from fifty three dollars for resist <laughs> resist spirits in bardstown kentucky um i would resist I, I purchasing know. that it's fine it's fine it's, I, I probably would get it again it's interesting to me that the tag of this bourbon is like listen we didn't shoot for the god tier we're pretty happy to be just drank by a king <laughs> this is fine <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah it, it was it's a weird way to get them to get people to like it because it looks like it says i don't know but it's it's yeah, um 100%. it's fine it's fine the bourbon's fine hopefully what are you drinking very early for the f-bombs to bleep out um on this one you know usually there's a I, again I, I, i'm not really so. sure what i was supposed to what i was supposed to do well, um, mine's going to be a bit anticlimactic as part of, I think, a gift from something or another, um, one of the events that you give your significant other a gift. Uh, quarantine got me a small little bottle of bourbon. I thought I would drink it. It's uh, tried and true. It's standard. It's a gift that would be given uh, when someone doesn't know a ton about bourbon but knows their significant other does. And it's Bullet, just standard Bullet. We've had, I know I've had the 10 year on here, uh, but Bullet's fantastic. It's affordable. And if you're looking for like a, hey, what's just a normal good 90 proof bourbon to have? Um, and you haven't uh, decided bullet is that, I think you should give that a, a look. Um, it's, it's, you can find it, it's cheap, it's tasty, um, and it's easily accessible for a lot of different people. And you won't feel bad if you mix it, if you're mixing bourbon either. So it kind of it's quite, quite is consistent. everything you would want uh, bourbon to be in today's day and age. Anyway, let's do some podcasting. What are we doing, Kevin? We are, that's a great decision to throw it to me, we are going to do a nerd debate, and then after the nerd debate, we have this interesting idea of doing a uh, non-fictional fictional squad, uh, replacing ourselves. Uh, the idea is that um, we're going to use real-life actors uh, to well, celebrities. Recast, I don't think we have uh, to limit ourselves to actors. Sure, celebrities to recast the Bourbon and Brothers podcast hosts. There will we will all cast a Flynn, we will cast a Hovecamp, we will cast a Pretty, we will cast a Doctor Kevin P. Reynolds, and it's based like on uh, see how personalities or look whatever. or whatever. We probably only need one of us to cast characters. a Pretty uh, because the other two, for accuracy, should just cast no Pretty, and that'll probably be the most accurate way to have the podcast. So only only one of us needs <laughs> well. to cast a Pretty. <laughs> I'll, I'll cast Tracy. One name, name. But I, I will be saying it. It's a great idea. Great idea. So uh, who else to start with? So the episode we can't release. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tracy. I told her we would re-record with her soon because her audio was so bad I couldn't salvage it. So. Oh man. Uh, Hope you were the first to send in a topic, so let's let's do yours. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of topics I was thinking, and then I realized Flynn probably would need a little extra carrying on the other topic and that carrying would need to be done by pretty. So we went with fictional athletes instead. Um, and I would like to know, and I think you could take it any sport you want. Um, no limitations here, but you're starting a squad in that sport and you need to take your fictional athlete that will make your squad the best. Um, who are you taking? And um, looking at certain things i'm just going to say if you pick the water boy because there's a lot of body of work there and this the, the he fills up a stat sheet pretty effectively um i think you better carry a good argument for it because i'm going to be really looking for so some... so is it what yeah. what sport you pick the sport i like so it would be for the their sport. sport like if you if you pick a football player i assume oh. it's going to be for football I want to know which, uh, which Flynn, athlete. I will, I, I'll defer to you. Um, I've got a lot of ideas about this and I've seen way more movies than you have. Um, <laughs> so true. I'll let you go That's first. That's true. Uh, I, just, I just didn't want Flynn to say Waterboy because he took a zero win team to the Bourbon Bowl and we move on. Um, that's a bad argument, even if that is a respectable and solid answer. I mean, can it be a one-man team? Sure, I pick whatever you want. It's fictional well, athletes. Pick, Just pick one. I'm gonna pick Rocky because 
he's just a one-on-one uh, uh, athlete, and that's my team. And if I'm just boxing, then Rocky's the best. So that's pretty clear. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Kevin, what is Rocky's record in the movies? If you add all of his fights in the movies. Uh, only the ones you see in the movies or his fights in general? Let's just say the he, ones you see in, in the Rocky, movies. Okay, so in Rocky 1, uh, he goes the distance but loses to Apollo Creed. In Rocky 2, he beats Apollo Creed. In Rocky 3, he loses to Clubber Lang, uh, gets his manager killed, and then uh, beats Clubber Lang. In Rocky 4, um, he gets a new trainer um, in Rocky 3, in, uh, <laughs> and then that person gets killed. That's Apollo Creed. It gets killed yep. by Ivan Drago. Uh, Rocky then loses. Uh, uh, Rocky doesn't lose to Ivan Drago. He's he, he not wins, fighting right. Ivan. Um, he does beat Ivan Drago. He solves the um, Cold War. Cold War. Um, Rocky Five. there isn't actually a scheduled fight that takes place. You watch him win a whole bunch of fights. Um, then he sort of retires and fights Tommy Gunn in the street and wins. And it's not a real fight, so it's hard to know if you qualify that. And in Rocky Six, he goes the distance with... Um, I don't know, new age dude who uh, Rocky Six was so bad, but was that um, the was that the new one, the exhibition the one? Like yeah, he's a young, there's a young boxer who's like beating everybody, and they go well, but he couldn't beat Rocky in his prime, so they schedule a fight. I don't yeah, know. So sure. Rocky wins so, a bunch. I mean, Rocky's what are we looking awesome. at here? Like five Rocky and two. Wins. Okay, yeah, he wins some championships. Now I don't have to watch any of it. I mean, you've just you just. <laughs> kind of spoiled everything well me, that so. was that was a lazy and inaccurate argument so kevin how are you gonna beat that <laughs> uh i'm gonna i'm gonna when this came all we got was fictional athletes that's all we knew and the fictional athlete who i would choose uh 10 times out of 10 uh i was curious how you'd qualify it because you didn't i'm gonna go with the one who came to mind first and that is benny the jet rodriguez oh, um benny the jet choice. rodriguez yeah, uh, is fantastic. It's from the movie The Sandlot. Choosing um, a child to start a, a team. He grows up and steals home. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, all we see him do as a professional athlete is get on base and steal home. Um, he's also uh, a phenomenal friend. Uh, he has a love of the game that transcends um, all relationships in his life. Uh, he is a really fast guy. So no matter what sport you're picking – like nine out of 10 sports you're better at if you're fast. And he's one of the fastest people. He's, he got his nickname, The Jet, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, put this man in some PF flyers and he can do incredible things that other people can't do. He pickled the beast. He pickled the beast and won. So Benny the Jet Rodriguez is the best fictional athlete. I would, no matter what we're doing, I'm gonna be like, I want that guy on my team. He'd be the captain, let's start it with him. And from there we could build around him. He's, he's the perfect basically- build around player. He, he is Pablo Sanchez of Backyard Baseball, um, of fictional people you can draft. He's just Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Um, I would have liked to have had a more spirited encounter because I think <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez is not the, the only answer to this. Um, but Kevin's going to get the I mean, I can, I can choose someone else. All time. No, you like you made your bed. You're going to lie in it. Um, so take your I can shot. choose a baseball player if you want. Nope. I wanted you to choose. <laughs> I wanted you to answer the question, and you did. And it was – and you half-assed a – a debate, and that's what you get. So take your shot. Kevin wins, and Kevin will. Uh, yeah, I haven't even seen his... Rocky. Like that's the funny part. Is he's like probably Rocky. Uh, I bet Kevin bad, has Rocky. no one else. I'll take his favorite. Rocky movie. would beat your child up. Like he he would whoop Benny's ass because he's a freaking he child. Can't he can't him. catch him. He can't catch him. He can't catch him. That's hysterical. All right, well, I will take the win while Flynn drinks something nasty. Um, here's what we're going to do in this moment. Um, Hope Camp, uh, I don't know when this is going to get released. It'll probably be in 2024. But right now, we are a couple weeks out uh, for your uh, bachelor party. Uh, we've just come back from one. we got some weddings coming up. So bachelor parties are front of mind right now, right? So what I'm thinking of is... Um, how do we bring this into the, the world of nerddom and, and nerd debate? So imagine we're planning a bachelor party, and we can choose the dwelling, the home, the whatever um, of 
of a place in fiction, um, depending on whatever universe you want to choose, um, that we can rent out for a weekend of fun. Uh, what is what's the best? What's the best option here? What should we choose? I will defer on this one because I forgot about this debate until just now. I actually have a really good answer to this, um, Kevin. I think that uh, if we were booking a bachelor party, we might look at what's happening in in said location. Would you like to see Protozoa in person? I would. Because the space station in in Xenon Girl, the 21st century, is where we need to be. If money is no object, we're going to space, we're hanging out with Xenon, uh, and we're seeing Protozoa in person. I think that's the perfect answer. That is a dope answer. Um, For sure. And I can't Um, remember the name of that actress. The one you obsessed about? Kirsten Storms. For many years. I had such a huge crush on her. That's a great choice. Um, I'm not sure how comfortable Chris would be with me hanging out with her at a bachelor party. Uh, but I she think is it's a great child. choice. Protozoa so. does make my heart go boom, boom. She isn't anymore. Um. So I think there are a lot of places that we can go to that just, I I think of all the fantasy places and usually there's a lot of combat when those places arise. Um, But one of the places that has recently sort of in the rings of power, especially um, been shown in its prime. So I think it's a fair choice is Erebor. Um, and a bachelor party with the dwarves of Middle Earth is, it sounds incredible. It's the, it's just, those are the people you want, uh, hanging out for a bachelor party, just drinking, carrying on. The bars are going to be good. The, the company's going to be great. Um, and Erebor itself is a destination of the dwarves. So, uh, this would be obviously pre digging too deep for Mithril, um, you know, currently the king there is not doing that. So there is no real conflict that's currently arising. That's obviously looming. Um, but you see it and you can feel it. And it's it's the dwarves at their height as has not been seen in other uh, Middle Earth stories. So that's where I'm going to go. Um, it, not in the th- not not after the demise, though. Sure, sure. An interesting choice indeed. I would feel tall there, I imagine, oh, which would be yeah, fun. That's... Um, feel average. I think that uh, both answers were interesting to me, but I will give the win, surprisingly, to Flynn in this moment. That, I do think he gave an answer fair. that is yeah. well thought out, and I think... Uh, Speaks to many different aspects of how that would be a phenomenal time. If money's not an object, instead of being in a mountain, let's go to this massive space station and hang out with, uh, you know, a rock star. I love it. I love it. It's a great, it's a great decision, plan. So you, you can take the victory in this moment. Yeah. Was that a compliment? Mm, no. Good big head about that was it. Not a compliment. <laughs> Okay, my question, uh, and I and I gave it to you all uh, with plenty of time, so you can't complain. And it's an actual debate question, which you can't complain. Um, is basically who has the best cumulative body of work across fictional universes as an actor or actress? Um, so we're thinking fictional universes like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, that type of thing. Um, who, what actor or actress? It plays multiple characters and has the best body of work, cumulative body of work um, across all the universes. I have the right answer. And so what I'm going to do is let Hope Camp go first. If he gives the right answer, I will forfeit. Um, but if he doesn't, <laughs> I, I have do the you right have, answer. Do you have another correct? There is one correct answer, and it's Andy Serkis. No, then we have a different. We have a different. Okay, then here. this is a good debate. Okay. Then, well, in that case, I will allow and I'll, I'll go with Andy Circus. Then, um, I he is the correct answer, and I thought that it would almost not be 
uh, true to have that debate uh, because he's Gollum, which is incredible. Um, his voice acting, his mannerisms, it's, uh, I think it's stop capture. Is that what that's called? Whatever it's called, he put all the bolts on and he, he does have to do those mannerisms, even if it's computer generated on screen and stuff. So his physical acting, his voice acting, his ability to do that in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, uh, it's incredible. Uh, if you have any problems with The Hobbit movies, the one thing that every single person can agree on is they nailed Gollum, that Gollum scene. Um, Andy Serkis plays two characters in Star Wars. Uh, no one is going to say that Snoke is the end-all, be-all. Um, but again, it's, he does a good job. He does his job with Snoke. What he is incredible at is in Andor as the leader of the prison scenes um, in the floor in that prison. And that is a magnificent... And when you get to the climax of that... Have you seen Andor, Flynn? Yes. Yes. Spoilers for Andor. When you get to the climactic scene in that, that particular arc and um, the prison he arc, says, I yeah. can't swim. I mean, the, the acting, everything in that is incredible. That character is incredible. In three episodes, you care and everything about that is, is it feels like magnificent. longer than three feels episodes. feels great. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Ulysses Claw is a, a B-list villain that is portrayed flawlessly by Andy Serkis. Um, you know, he's not yep. the most memorable villain or moments of, of the MCU, but he is exactly what you wanted out of Ulysses Claw. He's a great villain for the roles that they need him to play. Um, so it's Andy Serkis. And he's also Caesar in Planet of the Apes, which is a different fantasy franchise that we don't ever talk about. And I think it's just, uh, why not shout it out right now? A great reboot, one of the most successful of all time, sure. and it's a phenomenal choice. That's a that's a fantastic pick, and I agree 100%. It's a fantastic choice. I do think that there's one person, and probably only one person, who um, has a more robust body of work in smaller, literally, roles. And I'm going to go with Warwick Davis. So Warwick Davis is um, is a phenomenal choice here because of... Uh, how often he's in fantasy roles. We're talking in Star Wars. He's in Episode 1, 4, 7, 8, 9, Rogue One, and Rebels, all in minor character roles. He's the first Ewok that we uh, um, that Leia gets to meet in Return of the Jedi. Fast forward to um, What's the incredible his line works in that? that are Willow. <laughs> Which one? The Ewok line. What's it? What are he, spe- he speaks in he speaks in every movie. I don't speak Ewok. I can't. I can't. You're basically an Ewok. <laughs> doobie doobie doobie. Something like that. Um, uh, fast forward to uh, obviously Willow. You know I love after Willow he was rep sheep in Prince Caspian. Um, in um, Harry Potter he plays three important roles. He plays the Goblin Bank Teller in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. He's in the same movies is Professor Flitwick and Griphook. He plays both signature roles in those films, and you can't tell that it's the same person doing it. He's a phenomenal, versatile actor. His uh, his his uh, experience across lots of different fantasy um, programs. He's got a, a resume much bigger than that. But just I know you guys don't care about Willow, but just taking I Harry Potter it. and Star Wars. Uh, yes, you did. Um, and I turned off the the. the TV show I, I, I gave I gave it a forget chance. Existed. I gave it a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, but like horror film people will know him as the Leprechaun from the horror movies Leprechaun. But that's not something that Flynn knows, and it's definitely not something that is is in this body work. But but Star Wars and Harry Potter, this guy has a, has made a significant impact on them, and uh, I think I think he's a phenomenal choice, just given the body of work overall. But again, I think I do think they're both great picks. I think you both made excellent arguments, um, Kevin. I'm going to give you a point of inspiration. See what happens when you give us uh, yeah. give us time to yeah. actually research something. And a good question, right? Uh, yes, I didn't think about that either. Uh, I didn't actually n- know that he played all three characters in Harry Potter, so I, I, I learned that from your argument. So um, I, I thank you for that, and I give you a point of inspiration. Um, but but Andy Serkis, I think, uh, is a stronger. Um, stronger character either would have been a good good argument um david Tennant is probably my pick but um that's because he's in smaller roles from from what you all have known him from a larger role from doctor who but um that's my my backup i was prepared to make an impassioned plea for pedro pascal um but i think we chose better answers and i I feel like my question was good 
You didn't blow it tonight, Flynn, and that's rare. I didn't blow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I considered crapping all over Samuel Samuel L. Jackson with my time. <laughs> I was going to just give Hubcamp the win and use my time to crap all over Samuel L. Jackson for Star Wars and Marvel. But I decided to, to actually educate people my, about the, the, the. You could have said uh, Chris Eccleston. Because in Doctor Who, he is pretty consensus the worst Doctor. And then also, he's pretty consensus the worst of the Marvel villains as uh, Malekith in the, the Dark uh, uh, dark World. So he's, he's uh, really, really bad across both. A part, of me, a part of me wanted to go with the actor, I don't even know his name, uh, that plays Thor in Oakenshield. Because he plays like random guard A in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I thought that would have just been fun. <laughs> Oh God! What's next? Good question. Or is that, that's it, right? Are, we did we debate it. We that... did our debate. No, we did the debating. <laughs> we... Wow. Okay, we're getting good at this. Also, I forgot um, to put the drop in. So, do you want me to do it now? Uh... <laughs> yes. That was the segment called. <laughs> Nerd debate. Nice, excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right, and now, yes. now let's uh, let's intro and segue straight into non-fictional fictional battle royale. Straight <laughs> into. I had we'll to let that be my. Flint. It was just another. It was just another moment of silence just, for Michael. I was Gambon. Like, just let that be my moment of silence for Michael Gambon. <laughs> <laughs> when this this idea of the fictional squad was birthed out of your absurd brain yes, and somehow you communicated it to Hovecamp in a way that made sense. It's what we're doing. Uh, please explain it again to the listeners. Oh man, do I have to explain it? I think I like Hovecamp yes. should. But basically, uh, <laughs> we're replacing the four of us with celebrities, um, either because the celebrity kind of looks like nope, one of that's us. That's it. That's it. It's the whole thing. Or acts like one of us. <laughs> Who is our replacement? Like, it could be it could be any factor, right? Pretty's ridiculousness or music capacity or whatever, right? Um, so the order here uh, of this fiction are we fighting first of all, or are we just? I no, I am not having we, a podcast. I assumed we were we were replacing us with celebrity versions of ourselves to do this podcast. I viewed it also as like they're doing a biopic of us on Lifetime. Uh, where people are going to showcase a movie, so we got to cast all the people who will play us in a movie about our podcast. Okay, a cross-platform. We're we're going to get that big eventually. Flynn, you wrote two paragraphs about this, and then followed it up <laughs> with too complicated. And I said, fictional squad <laughs> of celebrity replacements for the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. <laughs> I and, don't understand. Yeah. It's the least need, complicated you idea around. you've ever come up with. <laughs> I need you around more. Uh, what's the order, Flynn? <laughs> to help me. Uh, it's going to be from my right to left, uh, Hove Camp, Kevin, me. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you put me first. I wrote down three names for Kevin, two names for Pretty, came up with four names for myself, and Flynn, you are only Kevin James. <laughs> Damn it. That's the name I wrote down. <laughs> Kevin only wrote down three names, he said, or four names. Uh, so, uh... I, Flynn, you are definitively Kevin James. And I don't have the most reasons to describe why other than it, you guys. I think if you were replaced by Kevin James on this podcast, genuinely no one would know. <laughs> he's, he's definitely like people would have less questions than when he played sean payton um, yeah i he is sure. <laughs> kevin james is more like me than he is sean payton that's for sure mm -hmm. um yeah. there is that meme of him like shrugging his shoulders that i find hilarious nowadays um so i yeah. I, I, I do embody that that yeah, makes sense. you are you are simultaneously the king of queens um and you pee in a pool in Grown Ups, and also you can talk I to Jim. pee in Kevin's pool a lot. So I don't. You're that guy from Hitch. Yep, you are 100% that guy from Hitch. So yeah, Kevin James. Kevin James is Flynn. That is my 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 squad number one pick. What's I that really one? What's that show he's in? <laughs> King of Queens, right? King of he Queens. He has a, yeah. a yes, wife that's, that's too that's hot for him. That's that's yep. also me. Yep. yep. Uh, another thing that I thought. 
That's great. That's great. You said you, you said yourself was next. No, you, I said you. No, very clearly. You said you. Me. No, actually, he said me twice. Sorry, uh, I'll go again. <laughs> it goes Hovecamp, Hovecamp, <laughs> Flynn, Kevin, Flynn, Hovecamp, Kevin, Flynn. Kev- That's gonna be so hard. Flynn's like, no, Kevin. Okay, I will. Flynn's uh, like, no, Kevin. I said you. Kevin's like me. <laughs> 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 me? <laughs> Hope Camp just went. Flynn didn't say himself. Yes. Uh, I'll pick. I'll pick my Hope Camp, uh, and it's because <laughs> I was trying to think about like Hope Camp has three personalities. Okay, <laughs> one of which is um, he Multiple works personality out. Okay, <laughs> is three personalities. One of which is he works out. Uh, two of which is he's loud, uh, and three of which is he hangs out. Uh, like when he's partnering with somebody on something like a a, a drinking game, a board game, a, a yard game, it's usually with somebody a little bit shorter than him. Um, and so I'm going with Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, for Hope Camp because uh, he Absurd. Uh, is, is all of those three things. He works out constantly. He is incredibly loud. And um, all of his movies, he's like, oh, let me get Kevin Hart in this movie with me. He's going to be the guy that I hang out with in this movie with me. Um <laughs> So I'm going with uh, I'm going with. Are you Rock Kevin Johnson. Hart in the situation? Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Kevin Hart in the situation. Uh, I feel like you also described Mark Wahlberg, and I'm I'm pretty thankful that I did, that you ended up on Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I no, but but Marky Mark has other things. Like you know, you you definitely were never siblings with somebody in in one of the greatest boy bands of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you can't be other Mark. than that, Quite no, you're Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Just the Quite one little thing. Clearly. I couldn't get past it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Jeez. That's the whole thing. All right, who's up next? I'm up next. And so uh, Hofkamp chose mine. Kevin chose Hofkamp's. I'll choose Kevin's. Um, who's an actor that's really cocky? wears glasses sometimes, um, is probably a little bit of an alcoholic, uh, and is loud. It's Robert Downey Jr. Um, So I'm choosing Robert Downey Jr. You just don't have the facial hair for it. Um, But uh, kind of a cocky ass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm really excited to give my Kevin. (laughs) But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait another one because I only have two for pretty. I have one for pretty. I have one for everybody, pretty much. But also pretty. Um, pretty, I kind of leaned into the music, but I also really wanted to capture funny, not too funny, good when he hits it, doesn't hit it all the time, and that's Ed Helms. <laughs> Who is funny, yeah. but not never the funniest of them all. Um, one out of ten feels about right. You're never mad yeah. that he's around. He's and he can carry a tune, and that's if that's not Jacob Pretty, then I don't know who is. That's a good one. I didn't think of. I have one. Um, I have one other similar person uh, for Pretty. If if anyone needed that vibe. <laughs> uh, I struggled the most with. Flynn because I only wrote down Kevin James and I had a whole bunch of other things. I'm uh, excited to I see have your like Flynn eight names for myself. I have you like think eight you're more names complex than you are. I am. Yeah. No, they're all fat guys with glasses except for Keenan Thompson. He doesn't have glasses. We gave you someone with hair and that was a gift we didn't have to give you. <laughs> I, I One of the things that I was prepared to do was... I didn't know how annoyed I would be with Flynn today by the end of today. And so it was <laughs> like, didn't see he's annoyed today. me a lot. He's get, well, so again, I haven't seen you much today. We, I didn't, I wasn't in the office today. Uh, and you haven't really bothered me that much in this podcast. So the, the like really insulting one I will save for later and maybe when we do honorable mentions. So I'm just going to go with, uh, Jonah Hill, um, for Flynn. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think 
For also kind of crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I have that on my list that was, for myself. That would have been <laughs> that would have been my impromptu pivot. I think I would have pulled up a list again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Kevin and I. I mean, uh, Flynn, Flynn. In the time we've known him, has has lost a lot of weight. Um, so is that true of Jonah Hill? Um, Flynn. Uh, you know, here's a compliment. You you look cooler than when we were first introduced to you. Um, and yeah, that, when I was so 19, I was still wearing New a, Balances and cargo shorts. So that, I was that, a dad back then. True. And yeah. the hair. How does yeah. <laughs> I had hair down to my shoulders? Yep. Yeah. Um, I had a glow you know, up. So I think is that, is that what I you also call think it? That, it's impressive that you were that able Jonah to Hill befriend is... people as cool as Kevin and myself. I know, right? I agree. I agree. Thank I just, God for, for I just hung around long enough um, that you were like, that guy's still here. It's like the off. It's from Office Space. I'm, I'm it was more like it was more orientation <laughs> leaders when they hired you to be an OL. I was like, I guess I'm getting to be friends with Flynn. <laughs> and then you the just never look back. <laughs> the other thing I think personality-wise is true about Flynn that I think is also true about Jonah Hill is. Um, he decides when to try hard and when not to, and it has everything to do with the level to which he cares about whatever he's doing. We've seen Jonah Hill be a tremendous actor when he's trying, and we've seen Jonah Hill just be the, be a guy when he's not. And I think the same thing is true of Flynn. It's, if you hang around Flynn, you know when he actually cares about what he's doing and when he doesn't. He makes it incredibly obvious to everyone around him. So I think that there's some Jonah Hill in you. I, I could see Jonah Hill inside Flynn. <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? <laughs> You're the one who does them, so sure. Um, no, okay, I'll, I'm going to go with pretty. Um, I, want, I want someone that is sometimes funny, but also sometimes is really obnoxious about trying to be funny. Um, someone who has a very large head. Um, you know I already took Adam's, right? <laughs> and that's Conan O'Brien to me. Uh, Conan O'Brien is sometimes funny, but really obnoxious a lot of the time, uh, and has a giant head. And so that's what I'm going with for pretty. And uh, is a I'm pretty sure Conan O'Brien is pretty musician, kinda right. He's like a music person. That is a Jacob pretty fun fact. If you <laughs> yeah, heard it. Um, uh, I actually had yeah. a different late night host who is slightly musically inclined. James Corden. All of. No, uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> both, both good decisions. Like the most, the I almost most inoffensive, inoffensive person you've ever met just tries to laugh it up and have a good time, and also. But also, it. everyone makes that fun is, of them constantly. Yep. Yep. That's Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I guess we're back up to me, and I have to choose a Kevin and a me. Um, I've got too many names for me, and I'm excited to say. That on joining my podcast of Kevin James and Ed Helms is the great William Shatner. <laughs> A.K.A. Kevin. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> now, you may be asking, little young for Kevin, and you'd be right. Um, but we're doing it anyway. So, uh, William Shatner is, in fact, old. Um, I think he is definitely a bit full of himself and opinionated. And that... He's um, also the greatest starship captain of the USS Enterprise in the history of Star Trek, so I'm there for it. Are we taking him over Picard? Over Jean-Luc, 10 out of 10 okay. times. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so Kevin, you're William Shatner. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Kind of agree. <laughs> uh, I'll do me. Uh, I think that's kind of fun. Um, I think Kevin's like I did in do some me. ways. I would totally yeah. do me. Because when I do me, uh, I have a good time, and that's the, that's what it's all about. Where's your other hand? Where's the other one? <laughs> he definitely doesn't need two hands. Um, well, the oh, other one. I think he's sitting on the other one. So I thought of three things, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention this. I'm gonna have to cut all that. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought 
I thought of uh, to the to the extent by which Flynn had annoyed me today. I, he annoyed me a lot. I was I was thinking about identifying myself as Dave Franco just so we'd have to have me be in a movie being That's me super annoying. Yeah. I annoy Flynn and Flynn hates Dave Franco. That's super um, annoying. Yeah. I thought Peter Dinklage was a little bit heavy-handed for me, even though I think that the guy's a brilliant actor and also short, and I am both. Um, but I will go with um, I'm going with Joe Pesci. I think that Joe Pesci and I have a lot of qualities in common, um, and I think that I I think it makes sense to me. I don't know. We're both, you know, I'm obviously Irish, Kevin Patrick Reynolds, but my mother's a, a Vigorito, and we've got a lot of Italian in our blood and our family. Um, most of my uh, family that I'm close with are from the North Jersey area. Um, I think. Joe Pesci in all of the movies he's in is like that dude. And he's also always scheming, he's very opinionated, and he's confidently wrong constantly. There's a whole movie, My Cousin Vinny, about how the guy is confidently wrong, yet it keeps working out for him. Um, and I feel like that's kind of me. That uh, kind so of that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Joe Pesci. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. So... I'm going to go with Hove Camp, uh, someone that um, most people would probably say, yeah, that, that guy's pretty cool. Um, uh, works out, is in shape, um, is is like like nobody expects it, but in into musicals. Um, I did not. I did not put in shape people for me. You guys were really <laughs> focused on that part of me. <laughs> that's your whole personality. Um, and... Uh, and someone that's kind of loud in situations uh, is Hugh Jackman. I'm going to go with Hugh Jackman. Weirdly in the musicals is a way I see that you get there. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, bones made of adamantium, obviously. Um, that's another clear connection. Yep. Yep. And Australian, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's from a place that there are Tasmanian devils. You live next to a zoo. So it checks out. <laughs> Everyone else on my list is just actors that are really in shape. And so it, <laughs> that one had a little Why? bit more depth to it. <laughs> Pick a different aspect. You know how many loud nope. people there are? <laughs> yes. So I'm here with two I have four different loud people that I also think are pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and since, <laughs> I mean, you guys, I feel like we're weirdly nice to me with Hugh Jackman and, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, um, <laughs> Kevin's like Flint's Jonah Hill. <laughs> I mean, well, no, what I was like was Flint's Kevin James. And then I was like, well, damn it. Okay. I picked that. And then, okay. What else did I think um, of? Only name I wrote say? down. I might've picked, Ke I might've fought to Kip pick Kevin James for it, for him again. I don't know that there is another person for Flynn. <laughs> um, I'm going to be nice to myself and pick Andy Samberg because of all of the same reasons that you guys have picked. He's, he's stupid humor, he's loud, he's obnoxious, he plays an immature character all the time, and I feel like uh, oftentimes he portrays a character that I see too much of myself in. So What um, I wanted to do, can I tell you what I wanted to do for you, um, was pick Josh Broland, because all you want to do is get your work done at the end of the day, go home to your garden, uh, like Thanos does. So that's what I <laughs> wanted to do, <laughs> but I, I decided that that was well, too yeah, much you would have picked Thanos, would have let me do that. and that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would have picked um, Thanos, and that would have not, <laughs> not worked. <laughs> what, uh, what I actually, I, I put Jason Manzoukas on my list as well, but I know Flynn like, hates him. And I oh, yeah. don't. I think he's just magically hilarious in every role, and also. I think I also hate him. I think Flynn and I agree on that. Yeah. That's, that's Rafi, right? Yeah, yeah, Rafi. I think, and I think he's, he's, in, yeah. he's oh, the same character in every show that he's in. Every ever. time he's and on he's the screen, so I, I fast forward it. I hate. So it. I hate all. No, of it. every time he's in uh, Good Place, I I I want to turn it off because. He, he annoys the crap out of me. Well, they oversimplified him a little bit. So many episodes of the league, and I think he ruined. 
Agreed. I think he ruins every, every single thing he's in. He's I bad. He's, Marks and rag. It's he's bad. He's fundamentally hilarious. Um, anyway, that's why I didn't pick him because you guys would be like, "You're way better than him." And um, I don't see it. I wish I could be as funny and awesome as Jason Menzies. Because Kevin uh, cast cast uh, pretty. Your last one. Yeah. So uh, pretty uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Um, this to me was almost not gender hard. bent pretty too. <laughs> <laughs> if we all did it, it would have been weird. Uh, <laughs> this was not hard to decide. Uh, uh, I was like, pretty annoys me and is a musical theater. Josh Gad. Wait, Josh Gad, I'm going to use if Flynn bothers me a lot today. I'll make Flynn Josh Gad, so I can't make pretty Josh yeah, Gad. Yeah. Who bothers me more and is in musicals than pretty? Oh, wait, Kristen Chenoweth. Um, she drives me insane, and uh, yet... Um, she's constantly around, and I, so I know, almost pretty, almost made pretty Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> so mean to Zoe Deschanel. There he is. And then I was thinking, I was like, "Am I only he doesn't casting even wear glasses?" Well, I then I started thinking, I was like, "Am I just casting uh, uh, the podcast as the main roommates of New Girl?" And I felt like I could have done that. I like genuinely could have done that. I'm kind of Nick Miller. Also, yeah. yeah, no, Flynn, you're clearly Winston. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> I think that is. I almost think it's a perfect comparison. <laughs> I'm Schmidt, <laughs> and and Flynn's Winston. I think Hope Camp, you got a lot of Nick in you. I do. And a little bit of coach. And then I think it's just true that pretty is, pretty is Jess. Jess. Who's that girl? It's Jess. It's Jess. I, I, that is so strikingly accurate. Um, there's, oh, It's a wonder why we love that show. I think Hope Camp's more like Cece because he's a model. You you're getting a Why little. Why are you so weird? You said I can't, that? Handle, I can't handle both of you guys being weirdly in love with me. All right, one is way more than I can handle. Well, you've known it. You've known it. Dibs. Dibs to infinity. Okay. Um, so I think I'm up with my last one, which is Bad me, number. Kevin James. Um, <laughs> I have. I have multiple people on this list, um, but I, I'm going to be nice to myself as well. I'm going to choose someone uh, that is overweight. Flint's uh, like Denzel Washington. With glasses. <laughs> um, I just see it. <laughs> uh, but is 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 generally thought of as a pretty nice person, even though um, they can be an asshole in, in jest. Uh, I'm going to choose Drew Carey um, because I think that, um, well, one, I loved The Price is Right growing up. Hold on, hold on. I'm just being nice to my, I'm going to be nice to myself. (laughs) Yeah, personality-wise, personality-wise, yes. I would have thought I I was being I am choosing someone that kind of looks like me, but also personality-wise, I love Drew Carey. He's a nice guy. Um, He has has really taken over uh, Price is Right in in a positive way. He's not... Um. Uh, Can you give I'm me three blanking. examples of ways in which he's taken over the prices right in a positive way? I can't think of specifics, but every time I watch it, I'm like, <laughs> he's actually pretty good at this. <laughs> just curious. I, if you're going to go with someone from the original Whose Line Is It Anyway, you are clearly Colin Mockery. No. Ah. Uh. Maybe kind of like because of his receding hairline. I get. Oh, I get, I get it. Receding And and Colin Mockery and Flynn make very similar, hilariously stupid jokes. Who's the tall guy? Because I feel like I'm more Ryan like Styles. Yes, Ryan Styles. You're I think I'm Ryan. more personality like him, where I I am more like a um, offensive shock joke because that's what I feel like he did a lot. That's Colin. You haven't watched enough Who's Lines in anyway. I haven't. You're definitely Colin in terms of your humor style. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I choosing with Drew Carey. Anyway, give yourself Drew Carey. Points. Here's your recap. Uh, Hofkamp's fictional squad of recasting the podcast uh, of celebrities. Kevin James has taken the role of Flynn. Ed Helms has taken the role of Pretty. William Shatner has taken the role of Kevin. And Andy Samberg is myself. Um, I think that podcast would get some listens. 
Kevin uh, is challenging the listenership of that podcast with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a.k.a. Hofkamp, Jonah Hill as Flynn, Joe Pesci as Kevin, and Kristen Chenoweth as Pretty. I Nobody's genuinely don't, don't, podcast. Don't, Nobody. I don't know what they would have to talk Nobody. about. Nobody. Nobody is listening to that. It's, it's also incredible. Four corners of the world there. <laughs> Pretty incredible how much older Joe Pesci is than any of the other people that are on the podcast. Well, I mean, are you kidding me? I put William Shatner in mine, so it's pretty ridiculous uh, how much uh, older I'm saying you are. On... Sure, sure. Okay. Flynn. Uh, Flynn has Robert Downey Jr. as Kevin, Conan O'Brien as Pretty, Hugh Jackman as Hofkamp, and Drew Carey as Flynn. Um, I think that's a pretty solid, pretty solid I, I think they have – there's – there's some people that would There's some potential on that. I think Drew Carey's in a different zip code with those other three people, but that's fine. Drew Carey My is... backup was John Favreau, so that's probably not even any better. You said you wrote down you so talk? many names for yourself, and your top two were Drew Carey and John Favreau. I did. Favreau. I wrote down <laughs> Jonah Hill, uh, Drew Carey, Keenan Thompson, Zach Galifianakis, Jack Black, Sean Astin. You think? In some world that you, Flynn Ashley, hold a candle of similarity to Samwise fucking Gamgee? Yep. Yep. Someone's a little bit full yep. of themselves. Apparently. I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. Or maybe they're full of Jonah Hill. <laughs> You know what, let's drop him down a peg and make fun of him for his movie knowledge. <laughs> if I would have made Jacob Elijah Wood, which I almost did because of how annoying he is, I would have definitely made myself Sean Aston. <laughs> Just done a whole fellowship thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, you're the actor that plays uh, uh, Aragorn. I don't remember his name. Vigo Mortensen? Yeah, you're Vigo Mortensen. Remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> And Kevin's definitely Gimli, um, whoever that is. Um, it's a hyphenated name, like Reese Johnson. No, it's not Reese Johnson. Yeah, whatever. Reese Gimli? Gimli? I don't know. I think that Gimli was on your mind there, and it's definitely not yep. Reese Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, Something though. tells me he's right. Uh, John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. Yes, not yep. Gimli. Uh, which, weirdly enough, I did almost put on my list for Kevin. Just purely out of, he played Gimli. Do we want to do a I Describe Movies? Yes, we do. Okay. I'm going to say drop. one more thing. I'm going to say one more thing before we do that. I also thought Kevin, my backup to William Shatner was Henry Winkler. I put Daniel Radcliffe as a backup for Kevin. Because um, he's so short. Did you just Google short actors? Did you yeah. Google short actors? Because he's like the second name yeah. that comes up when you yeah. Google short actors. Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf the, because the... you're really annoying. You know. Good Lord. Uh, can we, so we can share screens on Riverside. Uh, this is a thing we definitely practiced. I think so. All right. Well. If I remember this game correctly, we pull up a movie poster, and you then describe the movie in As some detail, it, yes. um, mm -hmm. and we then decide whether or not you are lying uh, about the plot of the movie, or whether or not you have in fact seen it and are telling from memory what the movie yeah. plot is. And for all of our first-time listeners, um, <clears throat> it's because I haven't seen, like, any movies. Correct. Um... Succinct. Okay. So, share. There you go. You get the poster for the movie Super Troopers, a Broken Lizards production um, that says Altered State Police. And I would like for you to tell me. Uh, the other thing, first time listener, if you're out, still out there, um, we expect most people Flynn's age to have seen the movies we pull up. So, we aren't looking for something very obscure that no one would know. We're looking for something that when Flynn describes this movie, you, as a new listener, will say, what an idiot. How did he not see that? 
Um, in this in this example, I have chosen Super Troopers. It is the poster that you think of, the upside down people um, in their police outfits, um, and then the Super Troopers logo there on the rest of the uh, poster. Quinn, tell me about Super Troopers. So this is <clears throat> this is a uh, state trooper police comedy. Uh, set in the 1990s um, about uh, some state troopers that um, go about some shenanigans. One of them pulls over somebody um, and actually confiscates a lot of drugs, brings it back to the precinct. Um, and uh, at the precinct, they're trying to figure out, you know, we don't have the capacity to hold these drugs because we're just these like random state troopers. And so they go through all of these hijinks of trying to get these drugs from the uh, the precincts that they are in to a bigger uh, location so that it can be safe. They pull over multiple people on the way. They, they go through some hijinks um, throughout the day, and then they uh, end up taking the drugs to uh, a different location and all as well. You had a strong start. You know, you had me in the first half there, Flynn. I, if I can oh, stop after one sentence, I think I got you. <laughs> uh, we would ask follow-up questions if you said, yeah, it's about state troopers that confiscate some drugs. I would say, okay. Um, <laughs> go on. Can you name and... some of the famous lines from this movie? Uh, isn't what we have here failure to cooperate a quote from this movie? <laughs> he misquoted the famous quote and attributed a very not funny movie um, <laughs> to the Super Troopers. Same thing. Oh my god, that's <laughs> that's a police movie, isn't it? It's it's a prison movie. Um, <laughs> you're thinking you're, you're thinking of Cool Hand Luke and its failure uh, to thing. communicate. He's uh, definitely not thinking of Cool Hand Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, no, you clearly haven't heard seen of this cool movie. Hand Luke. Yeah, right. You clearly <laughs> haven't seen this movie either, because uh, they do, in fact, confiscate some drugs, and then the rest of the things you described don't happen, and you made it to be key <laughs> plot points of the movie. <laughs> Flynn, Flynn, finish this quote. The snozberries taste like snozberries, and and you've heard that many times. I have. I have. That that is from Did you? really two movies. <laughs> this one <laughs> and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, did you did you just think that when people said that that they were like, what else would they taste like? <laughs> no, I knew it was from a movie. I, I... <laughs> Double Rainbow. Okay, well I don't think Flynn has seen it. I do think. Um, it's possible that it's in one of these weird scenarios where Flynn has been in a room while it's been on, um, but has definitely not paid attention to it. Um, <laughs> he's tried to convince us he's seen Princess Bride and knew uh, way more about that than this and still didn't know shit about the Princess <laughs> botched, Bride. Botched, so every, think... <laughs> botched every quote that we threw at him until he realized we were doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have actually yeah, I seen Flynn parts seen of this movie. Like, you were kind of saying uh, it used to come on Comedy Central all the time, and I would be flipping through channels and stop on it for a little bit and then move on. So I've seen parts of it. Um, nope, you you get. Uh, no isn't there a is there a cigar scene in this movie? I don't know. I'm thinking of something random then because uh, uh, I, I have very very little rec recollection of this movie no, at all. So no uh, no partial credit is given. Uh, you have not seen this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad Jacob's not okay. here to throw up some random movie that nobody's I'm, seen. I'm especially glad that we have used a new platform other than Zoom and are expecting the ancient Kevin Reynolds to just know how to share his screen. Man. So let's see what he's got. Is oh, it working? He, he, he did it? Oh, he did <laughs> he it. He did it. He did is it. it. Is, is it working? Okay, it is great. working. So... Um, uh, Louisville hometown native actress Jennifer Lawrence won um, six major awards for her performance in this uh, 2013 uh, phenomenal film, The Silver Linings Playbook. Um, Flynn, tell me about it. So The Silver Linings Playbook 
is a romantic comedy um, starring Jennifer Lawrence, obviously, where she is co-workers um, with Bradley Cooper, and uh, she finds him very annoying, but also finds him very attractive. And so she decides to go about a... Um, <laughs> Why did you, you stop just sharing describing? Are you just describing what Steerits thinks of Bradley Cooper right now? <laughs> <laughs> very attractive, but very annoying. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so um, they're co-workers. She finds him very attractive, but very annoying. She has decided that she wants to be with him in a romantic way. And so she forms this plan that she's like, all of these things are great about him. But there's also some bad stuff. So it's kind of like a silver lining uh, between the bad and the good stuff. <laughs> so, so, so. That got Kevin so good. <laughs> I took a drink of water at the wrong time. Damn, I was, I was hoping continue. it was bourbon. <laughs> so, Please continue. He, Kevin, so. for those of you listening to the sound effects, Kevin straight up spewed and choked on water back into his cup <laughs> like the sitcoms. Again. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then did it again just now when I described what he did. I guess he learned no lessons. Thirsty. No, that's good. Awesome. That's good. So, so, so she comes up with this so plan. So after, after she comes yeah. up with the plan. She comes up with the plan. The silver lining. Uh, <laughs> to, get, to get with Bradley Cooper. Uh, they end up going back and forth. It's like a, a give and take, back and forth kind of thing. They end yeah, up getting together at the end uh, and all is married. Totally. Uh, Kevin, I don't want you to okay. say any plot points to this movie. Um, Flynn, I, I do think I that you that. and Steeritz should go watch this movie. And you should go in thinking that it's along the lines of what you just described. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. <laughs> um, Bradley but Cooper I, we, is a huge fan of an NFL team in this movie. Which is it? The Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, that's right. That's, yeah, he's seen it. He's seen it. Really? Definitely he's seen, seen it. it. Yeah. And um, they have that scene at the end uh, where they do that thing together in front of all those people. Uh, did it bring you to tears? Uh, it did not bring me to tears. I felt a little uh, frog in my throat, um, but it did not bring me to tears when they were on the the, the the Ferris wheel thing. The Ferris wheel. <laughs> I, I just, Flynn, Flynn, I, you will, you will genuinely enjoy this movie. You and Lauren can watch it together. You will have a lovely experience, and it is. So close. How do you know I've not seen described. it? I oh, have wow. some suspicions. <laughs> Only because they don't work together. They the rest of it was pretty close, but they just don't work together. No, yeah, the rest of it was incredibly <laughs> close. Uh, Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role, uh, Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance, Critics Choice Award for Best Acting Performance for both of them, by the way. MTV Movie Award for Bradley Cooper, Independent Spirit Award for Best Female Lead, and then they also won Best Kiss. So he was right that they do get together, I guess. Uh, but well, they definitely yeah, make I, out. I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> Silver Lang's playbook. It was is an incredibly beautiful film. Mm -hmm. Flynn, you should really go watch it, um, and you'll find out all the ways in which what you just said was beautifully and incredibly correct. Um, <laughs> Great. Be really proud of yourself. That's awesome. She, that she found awesome. the silver lining. You know, she, you know what? A silver lining was found. That's true. Um, I think, I think the three of us wow. are uh, out of things to talk about. You may be saying yeah, to yourself, well, this was quick and merciful and I appreciate that. Um, and you're welcome. We're here to please you pods. So um, have a drink on us and we will see you next week. Which I obviously mean. <laughs> Definitely next seven year. days from when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's next week. Obviously, it's next week. The Kansas City Chiefs. Another moment of silence for Michael Gambon, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not playing. I don't know why it's not playing. <laughs> it takes a minute, Flynn. We've, we've Quick, play us out, Kevin. <laughs>
I, can't I don't know it. if it's going to play or not. I'll have to put it in post because this just, is not just, doing it. Just decide that we've we've. It's not playing any of the drops. I, just, I distinctly remember uh, listening to something that said, I'll do this in post, and then we didn't do it. And it just was us talking about doing it in post. Oh, you mean every <laughs> podcast we've released ever? Because that's <laughs> well, kind this, of I, this was This was a drop. I brought this out because Flynn knows a shot of this 150 proof moonshine from oh, like 17 shit. episodes ago, which is like a year ago. Yeah. So we're going to do that this weekend. Great. Just because? I mean, I don't know. Maybe next weekend. <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> I'm probably going to keep this all in now. <laughs> That took that so like long. Least, I don't know. Like, it was just like I only thinking. put it on a 90 second delay. <laughs> that was the least enthusiastic intro to all that I've ever heard. He's <laughs> like, oh, there it goes. We're all just, oh, there we're it goes. done. We're done with the podcast. Just chatting. <laughs> oh, there it goes. That's what you're missing if you, uh, without being on Patreon. We do that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, because we do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>